You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of September 20th, 2020. That's a lot of 20s. This is episode 165. From that slightly smoky city by the Salish Sea, I'm AJ Barsay. And yeah, that's me uh, standing there in the haze, having no illusions. Uh, my name is Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I continue the quarantine conversations, uh, whether or not it's menthol or clove or cigars or a pipe or a vape, it's pretty darn smoky out there uh, as we're recording outside. This, my fine feathered friends, is the Bellingham Podcast. Well, Chris, how are we doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Hey, We're on. six foot away. I'd like to pat you on the back. You, be- you good? Uh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm working it out. Yeah, good, exactly. Good. Uh, we're doing all right. Uh, no, I don't have the, the cobs or anything like that. But uh, by gosh and by golly, those darn wildfires, uh, they affect a whole lot of people. If you're listening to this outside of the West Coast, uh, consider yourself lucky. Uh, I don't, some, I don't know how quality. lucky anybody is. I heard two days ago our smoke has now gotten all the way to the east coast of the United States now. Yep, it's it's now we're bad. We're nationwide. So uh, that's how things are looking right now. And I guess we're going into the, yeah, hopefully we'll get everyone with their leaf blowers all pointing into the sky <laughs> and firing them up, y'all. All right, join me and let's blow the smoke <laughs> elsewhere because <laughs> we got to do something. <laughs> Yeah, so if you, yeah, so at the time of this recording, um, and if you haven't checked this out, the EPA here in the United States actually has an official app for air quality. And uh, it's been really uh, useful. Air Now, uh, iOS or Android and stuff. And uh, it's the air quality in the weather app, it's a new thing for iOS 14. Okay, well, we'll get to iOS 14 in a little bit, Chris. Yes. But anyway, the official app for the EPA, uh, they have this AI, uh, AQI uh, index and stuff. That's what I've been wondering about. I thought I've seen AQI in, in the weather app. Yeah. And I thought that that was like a misspelled aqui. Like, what, <laughs> did you misspell here in Spanish? Yeah. And I finally re- re- realized because I'm smart. <laughs> Air quality index. Yes. Never picked, never put it together until now when it was front and center in our situations. Anyway, can you tell everyone that we do not practice off the mic? Uh, <laughs> we so, probably should. So, uh, yeah, it, it gives an AQI. And at the time of this recording, actually, uh, before, when we were doing notes earlier today, the index said that we were 132, which is unhealthy for sensitive groups. At the time of this recording, before we hit our mics, it was 165. It's gone yep. up, which uh, is unhealthy. Yeah, the hacking and wheezing. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, wear a mask, stay indoors. Stay I know indoors. it's going to be brutal because, oh, but Chris, we've already stayed indoors for the past eon. Yeah, I know. Uh, we got to make it through and it's not good to be outside. But nope. for this recording, we usually knock things out in one take. So we're going to do this, put on our mask and get back inside. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, what else be going on? We're going to talk about something that is our wheelhouse on this episode. Tech! Yes. My technology. gosh. Yeah. You know, for those of you that are in the Apple uh, purchasers group, <laughs> the the APG as yeah, it were the APG y'all <laughs> guess what folks no this isn't news and I don't I'm tired of doing news anyway wait wait did 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 tech that caught our eye yeah <laughs> um there's a new update to iPhones iPads watches and Apple TVs. Uh, soon to be your desktop computer if you're in the Apple land. But anyway, let's talk about iOS 14. And I'm going to try to keep the explicit tag from being uh, stamped on this show. 
But I got to tell you, I, I'm just going to go off on this one. That's fine. I, we go first in many ways. Yep. I went first because I wanted to know uh, what to expect should my beautiful wife uh, update her phone, uh, you know, without my knowledge and things to be able to explain where things are. Well, I've noticed that as I've decreased my usage of the iPhone, the, the cellular phone in my path as a technologist and as a person, the one app that I've used a lot is the Apple Music app. Oh, dude, you are a musaholic. I'm a, I'm a musaholic. I like my tunes. You I know do. what I like. I've got a soundtrack for life. Yes. Thank you, Apple, for not only changing the icon from white to red or whatever oh, colored yeah. icon. That's, that's no big thing. But thank you for trying to shove music artists similar to what I listen to. Uh, data-based analytic Yes, the analytics and the algorithms. Yeah. And things. If you listen to Motorhead, you might like these artists. Guess what, Apple? I've been listening to Motorhead for over 30 years. I know who <laughs> sounds like Motorhead. And now the library of, the, of my carefully curated, curated playlists, artists, songs, it's gotten shoved more to the right. It's oh, really? Not, uh, it's, it's, it's getting, it was a little bit more more and more difficult to find where my stuff was. Hmm. And this is, a recur this is a theme in this new update to your operating system. Sir, Apple's, Apple's promoting their own services? I wonder why they're doing that. Yeah, There's, you know, hmm. I, I, I took a lot of math courses in college. I can pretty much balance a checkbook. Oh, good for I you. I can do some f multiplications of fractions in my mind. Usually faster than me. In some cases, I cannot figure out the tiered pricing <laughs> plans for the Apple Plus family puke fest that that was. I'm keeping it clean as best as I can, folks. Don't even try to figure out what's going on to consolidate services into one monthly payment. Well, and also it's based off of uh, the, the country, too, because not all countries are going to have the Premier package as right. well. So, like, it's... Okay, so I kind of get... Well, okay, let's boil it down. Honestly, Apple's doing this so that they can be a services company like everybody else to have yeah. reoccurring revenue outside of hardware. That's, what, that's what's going on. Sure. But and you can't use, you could barely use any of Apple services outside of their hardware. But that's starting to change, though. Yes, I know. The Android's starting to get uh, Apple Music coming in, in the near future. Apple TV on my, on my Fire Roku. Stick yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah. they're, they are not opening up, but they are divesting sure. from their own platform in certain cases. Well, with this update, at least from the iPhone and iPad, uh, the stealth advertising... Like, if you like this artist, you'll like this artist. That's advertising, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I've been squawking about with your ad blockers on your web browsers and, and such. That algorithm bugs me. Stay tuned for something else that talks about algorithms later in the show. Uh, widgets on home screen. Hi, Android. Uh, it's nice to, nice to see that Apple joined the club from something that's been around for over 10 years. Yeah, but there's no support for it. Did yeah. you notice? Like, there's not a lot of, like, a lot of my world timers and stuff mm -hmm. aren't supported. Yeah, app clips. In case you don't have the courage to install the full app, you can get a portion okay, of it. Okay, so I, I, won't, I won't throw that under the bus because, like, when we can travel, that will be nice because I don't like having, like, Alaska Airlines or whatever, like, whatever airline app you have to have installed. Mm -hmm. That will be nice to have the ability to get your content without having to take up space of an app. I Fair will enough. say that's I do look forward to that when we can travel. Sure. Uh, from someone who uh, takes pride in installing an app when you need it and uninstalling it where, when you don't. Yeah. 
uh, I figure what's the point. But uh, and then also for those of you who really just don't want to pay attention to someone on your FaceTime, you can we now have picture in picture for those who have scattered attention spans. That's that's great. Wow. And, and you know, for te professional technologists to have to navigate through all this, I think what Apple fails or is is in not uh, taking into consideration is the five billion other people in this world that don't know a whole lot about where to access all this information. And yeah. I'm hearing like, it's like, and suddenly I heard a huge disturbance in the force where millions of voices cried out at once, where the heck is this app at? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, something like, oh, you are pushing me to explore other options for my mobile device in general. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. But like for me, I kind of look, honestly, this iOS update, I don't see the hype about it, honestly. Yeah. I feel like it, cool, they added some extra functions, great. I like the app clips idea. Once I can use it more, I might, like I said, it just came out 48 hours ago. Sure. So I'm not gonna throw it completely under the bus. The one thing about the new iOS that I'm actually, and I tested it in three different languages, so I'm actually quite impressed on what their translation is, their offline translator and yes. uh, ability. Tried it in Japanese, French, and Spanish, and it's quite good. Um, the translate app that got in blopped into blopped got plopped onto your uh, home screen uh, yeah. with this update. That's pretty skookum. It is, and it's it actually it's a throwback to oh my gosh, we were 40, 50 episodes in. Mm -hmm. Remember that 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 offline? It was almost like the universal translator thing. It was a white stick. I can't yes. remember the name of the company. It's Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah. Now fast Episode forward three 50. years ago, yeah. or three years forward, finally that type of you know uh, machine learning based mm -hmm. uh, language uh, translation is now on our phones. That's really cool. Absolutely. And while I am sounding like that grumpy old man, I don't like how things are compared to the way it used to be. Uh, there are some <laughs> good things about this iOS 14 upgrade. It's nice that at least from what I saw in the Bellingham weather app, we now have this color coded air quality index where we're firmly entrenched and unhealthy. But it's nice <laughs> to see that in there. Should we ever have that in that wasn't there before? Um, also, what I really enjoy, I made mention about how I'm an aficionado of installing and then uninstalling. Yes. I am now able to uninstall those previously uninstallable yeah. apps. That makes me happy because now I have less than 24 apps on my phone. Nice. And then... Uh, default apps also. Yes, exactly. Uh, like the default apps like Stocks mm -hmm. or, or hey, coming soon, I might be able to delete my music app. Woo! Yes. Uh, hello, Plex. But uh, one of the other features that I enjoyed is the ability to now designate a default app and mm -hmm. in this case you know they're starting with the web browser so you know safari yeah it's been around okay cool i got DuckDuckGo as my default browser now in, on my iphone and i actually eliminated that compass that blue compass icon from my phone that is a step in the right direction for those of you who like google chrome you now can have the google chrome as your default browser on uh the iphone one other thing that apple didn't include in the and it may be an ios 14.1 um is the default radio station that would be on the phone oh yeah that and one. at this point at least for ours it's 102.3 fm kmre yes at kmre.org all over the internet all over the internet and hopefully all over ios 14.1 chris.powell.aj.barsay <laughs> something like that anyway <laughs> i tried all right aj so we're talking about tech that was my yeah. rant as as a grumpy old man yeah yeah where are you at with your technology so for me like i'm i'm 
okay, so this is this has been odd, okay, especially with the pandemic and the supply chains and all this other jazz. I found it interesting that there has been so much announcements on time. You notice, like, this is about the same time every year that Apple does their thing. This is the same time every year GoPro does their thing. Like, sure. it's almost as if, because I, 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 to be honest, I kind of thought it was going to be a quieter season than it is. It's like the new TV season back in the 80s where all the new seasons were coming sweeps. on. Sweeps. Yeah. Sweep, no. sweeps. So this, this is, this tech sweeps is still on. Sure. Um, so in, in my ville, uh, the camera sphere was kind of all a Twitter. Um, Sony released their new, I'm not going to say successor, but the Asa, uh, Alpha series, which is their high-end uh, full-frame camera bodies. Pros use it all the time. You have um, an A7R, which is their high-resolution. The R stands for resolution. Ravish oh, ravishing. Oh, or that too. Okay. Uh, yeah, ravishing your wallet at like three to $4,000 a body. <laughs> you have their A9 series, which is even above that. But in their A7 line, you have A7R, which is for high-resolution 40 and 60 megapixel sensors, big burly sensors with a big burly price. Um, you have their A7S line, which is their um, sensitivity. It can This camera basically can see it in, in the dark. It's crazy what the technology okay. can do. Uh, and then you had their A7 line, which usually is denoted with by a number. A7 III is the current number. Um, and that's your mid middle of the road, can go anywhere, shoot anything camera. It's my workhorse. Uh, now they have the A7C. The A7C, the C stands for compact. I thought it stood for cool. Well, it does. It is really hip. Or Chris. So what they did was the A7C is basically them taking what they learned off of the RX-1 and their crop bodies, which I used to shoot as well, A6000, 6400, 6500, 6600, and shrinking the body so that they could fit, still fit a full frame sensor, a 35 millimeter sensor, but in a compact body. And they're calling it the smallest full frame camera, which is marketing speak because it's not, but it's still, it's an A7 III in a smaller package. And if you ask me, they took away some of the things as a photographer that would lean me to say, hey, buy the A7 III as opposed to the C. Um, you only have one four thousandth of a second for the shutter speed. Um, the A7 III has one eight thousandth. So if you're shooting in bright light or if you're doing high burst rate, you know, you get twice the speed on the shutter. You know, there's, there's little things where I can look at this and go, the A7C, okay, cool. If you didn't upgrade, this is a nice compact equivalent. Uses the new big battery, the Z, uh, Z batteries, which are great. But in all honesty, this is kind of one of those cameras where you can kind of see what they're trying again, kind of like the RX-1. It's that Formula One style. It's a new shuttering system. But I can look at this and go, you know, Sony is trying to put as, again, kind of like the RX-1, Formula One style. Let's put as much as we can into such a small body and make it, quote, accessible. $2,000 on the body. That's not accessible by a lot of standards, but if you are in the in the market and you or you're or you're a pro this is one of those things where this could be a good b camera or a big a good uh video camera because the the screen swivels totally around so you can actually see what you're you're recording but by no means am i uh, again it's kind of like the rx1 i don't i'm not really recommending the a7c for someone Why who not? is not as in depth uh of knowledge as you are hmm? in the camera realm would you say would you equate this to being like a mac pro of cameras i'd actually call this more like the the maybe the bare this is the base mac pro the okay. base bare bones mac pro meanwhile the a7 III it's 
quote predecessor was the Mac Pro with the really mid-range specs from like sure. a year ago. Uh-huh. Honestly, I think the camera that kind of and, and, and by the way, the, the A7C was well leaked before the announcement. We kind of all knew that this was coming. In a kind, surprise move that everyone was expecting. Yeah, and everybody knew yeah. it. Uh, kind of like the GoPro Hero 9, <laughs> which was also one of the worst uh, kept secrets as well of the internet. Honestly, I think the GoPro 9 has more um, everyday person ability than any of the Sony Alphas, honestly. You're looking at something that is uh, rugged. It's something that uh, is waterproof, uh, connects to one smartphone, because let's face it, a camera these days is whatever smartphone you got in your pocket. But for those people that want to make more, which is what I, you know, Captain Maker here. Honestly, the GoPro Hero 9 is the GoPro I've been waiting for. Okay. All of the things that most GoPro people, and I've used pretty much, I think, all of the GoPros since the inception, short of the original, like, the original housing. They're, they're the spherical one, the, the 360, Max, all of them. The GoPro Hero 9, like, I've actually, Chris, I've actually recommended people who are not camera folk. And they ask me the same question that I've heard time and time again. Hey, I'm going on the family vacation. I want to have, quote, a good camera. What would you recommend, AJ? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, I usually tell people to go look at whatever the current GoPro is. Why? You know how to use it. Here's the thing. And on top of that, it's it's small. You can put it in your pocket. Most people buy a DSLR, buy a mirrorless camera. They use it for that one trip, and then it sits in a closet never to be used because everybody uses their phone. A GoPro, on the other hand, it's small enough that you can just grab, go, play around with, and you're looking at $400 as opposed to, I don't know, $1,400 for a, quote, good camera. The GoPro Hero 9, you've got a bigger resolution sensor now. You've got a better battery. You've got removable lenses, and I'll, I'll put that in air quotes. The, uh, the the Hero 7, you could actually replace the glass in front of it because, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but GoPros tend to take a thrashing. Being out and about yeah. with outdoor cameras, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And on the 8, they actually took that away so that it was all enclosed, um, mostly because you had to buy their protection plan. And if you splattered it, they would replace it for you. Sure. Well, they finally brought it back for the 9, but they also are now making modification. They're calling them mods, where you can add a wide-angle lens to it, made by them. You know, it's just, it's all steps in the right direction of the camera that can do anything and go everywhere. This is one of those cameras that uh, I kind of feel like fits the bill for the every every person camera, if you wanted a, quote, better camera. Sure. But in the case of, like, the Sony a7C or even the GoPro, I kind of look at that and I go... If you're going to spend the money, I would encourage you not to on any of the stuff that you and I've talked about. New f- iPads, new iPhones, whenever they come out in October. New, heck, uh, we're not even talking about Android. Let's throw Android a bone here. Samsung has the new Fold, Fold 2 that came yes. out. Yeah, you know? version 1.0 of this Fold. Uh, or, I mean, it is 2.0 2. now. 2.0, yeah. yeah. It's still in the early stages, yep. and I'm using that term like yeah, yeah. on purpose. And then also we've got uh, the Duo by Microsoft. That's their folding phablet. Uh-huh. It's a phone tablet. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like again, a lot of the tech announcements kind of hit everything on the mark. But here's the thing. In this age of uncertainty, I would encourage you, dear listener, as opposed to throwing down on a new GoPro, a new camera. Again, you and I have talked about this on the show a few times where we're all cooped up and retail therapy is a way of escape. And instead, because winter is coming, especially in the Northwest, I am forecasting it is not going to be a nice winter for any of us. I don't mean weather. I'm just saying mentally. Yeah. I'm already starting to see it. 
I am encouraging you to listen. If you're going to spend $400 on a GoPro or $2,000 on a camera, if you already have one, skip it. Hang on to the money. And if you're going to do anything, invest in yourself. And so one of the things out of this whole lockdown thing, um, I had to do it out of necessity because my child has allergies. I've said it many times. Uh, I got a bread machine. Oh, yeah. 90 bucks. I can make my own bread. And I, dear listener, I am a cook. I am not a baker. I've learned with a machine how to make bread, Chris. Very good. And, you know, it saves us some cashola. What's, what's your, what's your uh, go-to weapon of choice for your bread making? Dude, I make a French loaf, a French bread. All right. Okay. Uh, it's four ingredients. And on top of that, because uh, we have a dairy allergy in my house, mm-hmm. uh, we do it out of oatly oat milk. So anybody can eat it pretty much. And uh, it, it's tasty. And at, I think I did the, the math about buck fifty uh, a loaf. A dollar fifty a loaf. For, for the ingredients needed. Huh. And an $80 machine. You know, I've got, uh, I've been, because I'm a, I'm a, I look at everything as a tool, Chris. I've said that many times. I look at it as paper use. So I'm down to, in 19 more loaves, I've broken even. Not only do you have a bread maker, which is going to be a, a frequently used appliance mm-hmm. in your house, you, you, in your house, you also get a built-in air freshener for your home. Oh, dude, I make everybody hungry. Bread, hello. I make everybody hungry. Who? Yeah, buddy. You can find them on that for anywhere from, you know, sixty dollars to two hundred and sixty dollars. I got one of the cheap ones. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. I throw yeast. I should throw flour. I throw oat milk in it. Let it do its thing. And three and a half hours later, I get a loaf. Stick that bread maker in a wish list on that site mm-hmm. and watch the price fluctuate. I have actually. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny. Cause like, again, w- winter is going to be interesting because again, I think with all the stuff going on, um, with the pandemic and with these fires and stuff, you know, I would encourage anybody who's listening to prep now, mm-hmm. not to sound like one of those preppers, but to prep now for in the event, things kind of go sideways. Yeah. Um, what if we get a bad winter storm, you know, are you going to be able to even get out of your house at that point? You know, what type are some of thing? other uh, ideas or things you would uh, have just in case to yeah. to hunker down for a long, cold winter? So I kind of want to put on everybody's radar physical and mental health in the winter. Mm, absolutely. And especially because if we do, let's say we do have a bad winter, a lot of people can't go out and work out or gyms may not be open because of COVID, yada, yada. It limited uh, admittance. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and we've, we saw this at the beginning of the, the pandemic where uh, you could not buy a dumbbell anywhere. Like everybody went out and bought weights. You know, you couldn't afford my rate there, sweetheart. <laughs> you need the you need the best dumbbell of all, man. Contact Chris. Anyway, anyway, so no, like now it's a lot of you. Now they're a lot more uh, prolific, but um, some of our listeners have reached out and stuff. And a lot of things that we recommend. Um, some people are, are aren't homeowners or they're in small spaces and yep. stuff. So um, one of the, the three recommendations I have, I don't have any of this stuff. It's just things that I've looked at. Um, rowing machines. Oh, that was one thing when I did go to the gym. Mm-hmm. That was one machine I actually liked a lot is the rowing machine. It also kicks your butt if you're not a rower. Yes, um, it does. You can find them uh, now used uh, because everybody went out at the beginning of the pandemic, <laughs> Oh yeah, bought it, and then they haven't used it. And now you can see them on Craigslist for like half the price. Or you could see it in the background of pictures that they have on Instagram about where all the laundries, yeah. laundry baskets are stored on it. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's the other thing is, is when it comes to exercise equipment, you don't, don't feel like you have to go and buy it new. I mean, a weight is a weight. Um, but for those that are in small spaces, um, a lot of the newer rowing machines, they actually break apart. 
so you can actually f- collapse them and, and stow them and stuff. And that's kind of an all more all body workout than than if you're an iron lifter, sure. um, throwing weight type of person. Um, also, there's adjustable weights where it's just basically one bar and you kind of mm-hmm. slide on dumbbells, or you can slide it on to a bar bar if you're going to do a curl and stuff. Way back in the uh, late '80s and early '90s, I remember Bowflex. Yeah, I'm they getting... did those infomercials late at night when yeah I had insomnia or was just staying up late, and they had these. Bowflex dumbbells worth like the click weight yep. thing. A lot of companies have done something since then. Yep. No, this is not an advertisement for Bowflex, but I do remember those from the from the back in the day. In the day. And t- while they are a little pricey compared to just regular dumbbells, uh, the adjustable could be helpful should you have someone in your life that may not be lifting the exact weights as you. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much guarantee my beautiful wife could not do forty pound dumbbell curls. Right. Um, and uh, we want to be able to accommodate both of us. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a good idea for the adjustable uh, dumbbell stuff. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, I, I, by not having that tower of weights, it's just one one bar or two bars if you're if you're going a, a, a like a for a for a, for a full curl. Yes. Um, you know, you can just click it and set it. And all these are pretty reasonably priced nowadays. Like a rolling machine, I'm surprised you can get them for like 150, 200 dollars. Yes. Um, these adjustable weights go anywhere from you know 50 to 150 dollars. And then um, the other one I, I wanted to throw out, uh, and this is largely because I have friends that do CrossFit and all that other jazz. Yes. Um, resistance training, resistance bands. Uh, where basically, if you don't know what this is, I had to, and again, I have friends that had to like, oh yeah, you should look this up for the podcast. So there's these resistance band, uh, I'm going to say machine very loosely. Basically, it's a thing that you stand on and you hook on different grades of bands and you either pull or stretch, or if you're doing like yoga poses, you can put it on your legs and stuff. Uh, Probably the most compact option that you can get, low impact as it were, um, and low technicality because it's a bunch of rubber bands on a thing that you stand on and pull on kind of like a a thinner rubber band you can stretch further than a thicker rubber band and they do have weight uh limits on that along the lines of uh the crossfit genre i've been taking a look at at, you know because i'm not seeing uh the my typical house of sweat uh opening up anytime soon um there are some uh sand fillable uh like almost kettlebells yeah. in, uh, in shape and the sandbags that you could pour into and like carry on your back mm-hmm. um, to have something like that. No, I'm not going to be going in the box for the wad y'all, but uh, at least to have something if I'm walking around or if I go into the garage, back the car out. Uh, if you're blessed to have a garage, cool. If not, maybe go into a covered area where the weather is inclement and to do a little bit of stuff. What, who cares who's looking, y'all? Um, you're, they're probably envious of you if you go outside to do some kind of training and don't look like you're all that in a bag of chips, by the way. Yeah. Have some humbleness. Anyway, uh, but there's there's some adjustable ones such as a water-based yeah. uh, weights that you can fill with water. That's a pretty cool one. In case that something happens, you just got water on the ground instead of uh, a weight bashing down on your foot. Yow. <laughs> exactly. No, so anyway, I just wanted to throw that, like, all of those options. You literally could buy a bread machine, air filter, rowing machine, adjustable weight, and the band thing for the price of a GoPro Hero or still have $600 in your pocket as opposed to buying, um, like, the the pick anything. I just, I think... 
as we go in, I just I just want more people to be kind of savvy of the fact that, you know, winter is coming, not to sound like Game of Thrones. And instead of just throwing it down on tech, throwing it down on something, yeah, technology like a bread machine, but something that can benefit you long term as opposed to just distract you long term. Our quality assurance. Uh, these picks are uh, picked by Chris Powell and AJ Barsay for your quality assurance. That's right. Guess what? What? There's a there's a streaming service that everyone listens to and watches. It's called Apple Netflix. TV. Not quite. Oh, okay, it's called kidding. Netflix. <laughs> um, anyway, Netflix recently came out with this very interesting documentary called The Social Dilemma. I know. I want to see it. You want to see it? I, I do. I, I, you're going to get angry when you when you watch it. But basically, uh, this this documentary. Uh, Netflix says this documentary drama hybrid explores the dangerous human impact of social networking with tech experts, meaning us, uh, not quite meaning former employees or high ranking executives of these big tech companies. That's those are my words, uh, sounding the alarm on their own creations. My synopsis of this documentary is this is what happens when a company initially wants to connect people and bring people together from a distance notices an evil, greedy swimming pool chock full of money by selling users data and tracking unbelievable amounts of information about their online habits and history and jump right in. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I defy you, dear listener, to watch these 90 minutes or however many minutes it is of this documentary of the people that started these darn companies. Yeah. And you know what they are. They're on your phone. They're on your iPad. Well, they're, they're not on, on my phone. Uh, I'm not talking to you. I'm okay. talking to the dear listener <laughs> these people are saying this has gotten out of control yeah this is turning into something we don't let our kids use huh so anyway uh the social dilemma on netflix i say it's worth your time i think it's a sobering look at how things have evolved with social media and the apps and the platforms that we have been using and as aj and i have railed against uh for 165 episodes (laughs) what about you aj well if i had netflix i would totally check that out uh mine is in the same vein and it was actually i was listening to i think an npr article a while back and they used a term and I didn't know what it means. So, of course, I did what every Google, uh, tech does. And I used the Google uh, or the Shame duck, duck, on go. You. There you go. That's more like it. <laughs> I see. I, I, had, I had to coax you into it. Yes. So it's a term called doom scrolling. Yep. So doom scrolling, as I understand it, Chris, and clarify this if I'm if I'm wrong. If you ever if you ever sit down at the end of the day and maybe or maybe before you drift off into to sleep, you you're tucked in the bed and you got your favorite cozy pajamas and Huga. you got your Huga going on. And bef- instead of going to sleep, you roll over, you grab your phone for one last thing, and then you go up on those social media sites that you just talked about. And then you feel like you get sucked in and with every swipe that you're scrolling down, more doom and dread sits in as you read different headlines, as you read different things. And you're perpetually, next thing you know, it's 1130 at night and you feel either exhausted or depressed or enraged or pick whatever emotion. That is a doom scroll. Yeah. Doom scroll initially for me sounded like a Norwegian black metal band name. Probably is. Uh, But the feeling that you get of despair yeah in my opinion should not be the last thing you (laughs) go to sleep with i'm just using that as an example but like it's it's when you actually start reading headline after headline and or you just start going into this perpetual distractive spiral of of uh everything about us the the pandemic the the fires here in the northwest whatever so uh i wanted to i have the uh, a link to an npr article 
And uh, just if you're not aware of it or if you if you listen to this and you're like, oh, my gosh, it sounds like me before I go to bed. It's again, I'm, I guess I'm taking more of a, a technological health and wellness uh, welfare checkup on everybody. There you go. And if you feel like this has become a bad habit of yours, just be aware of it and perhaps even address it. And maybe you'll get a better night's sleep in my book. You know, hey, you know, take a step back, yo, you know. And as you uh, are, if, as you're interested in groom, doom scrolling, we got a link to that article in the show notes. For the love of... Come on, bust it out, <laughs> mister. <laughs> For the love of blue Yoshi drink. All right, there you go. Sounds good. Uh, and, and also to antagonize our audience even more from, from when I was just yelling, uh, here's a, rab- a rebel kind of thought. What if you took the phone completely out of your bedroom and replaced it with a $10 analog alarm clock? They still sell those on the Zon. I want to make that a you, thing, the Zon. The Zon, you know what else they sell on a Zon? Uh, on, I, don't, I don't know. Forks which is something we should probably oh. stick into this show. No, I've got an app for that, but that wraps up this edition of the 165th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Marching to 200. Thank you again so much for marching with us and also rating us and reviewing us wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on... KMRE 102.3 FM. <laughs> they are community powered and they fill in the blanks as AJ did not do uh, on KMRE.org on your web browser of choice. Well, I'm just, you know, getting high on life and maybe some of the smoke of the air, but I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. I hope the smoke goes away soon. As do I. I, you know, I felt like this episode got me like a half pack. Half pack? Of cigarettes. Oh. Secondhand smoke. Got it.